What is up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Championship Rounds. Uh, today, we're going to break down some of the uh, recent um, news about UFC 249. Um, as a lot of you, I'm sure, know, um, it was the one sporting event that looked like it was about to happen, um, but now um, it is definitely canceled, and all UFC events are postponed indefinitely. So we'll dive into that and kind of how we eventually got to that point, because it looked like it was going to happen for a period of time, and then it didn't. Uh, then we'll talk about how they're going to go about doing it, um, and then we'll talk about some upcoming fights that we have now um, that are scheduled to take place. We just don't know when exactly it'll happen. So for the for the most part, this will be a breakdown of you know what was going on with UFC, UFC 249, the Fight Island, the Indian Reservation, um, you know Dana White versus Disney. We'll talk about all that uh, coming up here in this episode. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Proper Twelve. Thank you, Proper Twelve, for sponsoring this podcast okay so let's go ahead and uh dive right into it real quick so basically what happened you know we're in a really weird state of the mma world right now okay i'm gonna try to um you know talk about the sequences of uh, the sequence of events um as best i can and as clear as i can so you guys can kind of understand what happened so basically ufc 249 was supposed to happen in brooklyn it was going to be Khabib versus Tony Ferguson, which is the fight that everybody wants to watch. But then, as this coronavirus pandemic started to really kick in, obviously all events started to get canceled. But there had no, been no word on UFC 249. We did know that it was going to no longer happen in Brooklyn. Obviously, New York is like the epicenter of this thing, so they no way they're going to have this thing in Brooklyn. But Danny kept saying that this fight was going to happen. So what happened with Khabib was that he actually trains in South Florida at American Kickboxing Academy, and he flew over to Russia. Um, or to Dagestan to be more um, precise um, to kind of avoid all this pandemic nonsense he thought it would be safer to be there to be at home with his family with his camp um, and, and to be over there rather than in Florida where you know the pandemic was also raging pretty hard um, so he flew to Russia not really sure why he did that I didn't really think that was the best move but he did it anyway so once he got there um, then they were saying he was going to have issues to leave you know the Russian government wasn't going to let him leave he wasn't going to be able to get a plane out because they weren't letting any planes come in and out at least commercial flights and Dana was like you know we'll get him on a private jet Khabib has access to charter jets like we can get him here that's fine so then it was like okay then it might happen then Khabib released a statement saying that he definitely wasn't going to partake in the fights uh, just saying from a safety point of view he was going to quarantine and, and try to wait this whole thing over so he was looking at it from more of a quarantine point of view which you know people kind of called him out for but you know you can't call a guy out for not wanting to fight uh, you know, during a pandemic, it's just so many hoops to jump through a tough training camp, you know, all this other stuff is going on. The last thing you're worried about is trying to fight, you know, an absolute killer in Tony Ferguson when the world is collapsing around you, right? So let's go ahead and get uh, into the meat of this thing. So what did Dana propose uh, to keep this event going? So first of all, once we knew Khabib was out, Tony Ferguson was still down to fight, so they called up Justin Gaethje. For those who don't know, he's probably one of the most exciting fighters ever. He won uh, the twenty eighteen fight of the, or sorry, twenty seventeen fight of the year, I believe. Uh, won the twenty seventeen fight of the year. I mean, he's an absolute animal. He just balls to the wall, goes throwing hammers, and doesn't stop. So if you want a fan favorite fighter and you want to watch, go watch a couple fights. Please go watch Justin Gaethje on YouTube. You will not regret it. That's Justin G A E like T-H-J-E or something like that, Justin Gaethje. I'm not exactly sure how to spell it. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so Khabib versus, or sorry, uh, Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje was going to be the next fight. It was going to be great, total 
you know, awesome replacement. I think that fight might have actually been more exciting than Khabib versus Ferguson. So now they have this fight card ready to go. Um, you know, we got the uh, main event ready to go. But, oh, wait a minute. What's happening to the co-main? The co-main event was supposed to be Jessica Andraz and Rose Namajunas. Now, for those who don't know Rose Namajunas, she had a couple losses early in the UFC, but rose really quick to the top and was actually champion for a couple of fights and beat Joanna Janjacek twice. So she's an absolute killer. But two of her family members died uh, due to coronavirus. So she voluntarily pulled out of UFC 249, stating that she just needed some time um, to kind of focus on herself and her family, which is totally understandable, you know, especially if you have uh, family members who are dying due to this disease. So she pulled out of the fight, and then we didn't have a co-main event. It was like, okay, now we're going to have Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro as the co-main. And, you know, we still have Nico Price on the card, and Jeremy Stevenson on the card, and Calvin Cater, which is a sleeper fight. I mean, it's still a great card, so it's definitely still going to happen. Um, and Dana was proposing this fight to take place at the Tachi Palace Hotel and Casino in Lemoore, California. So that is an Indian reservation. And I, honestly, I'm not too sure what the details are around Indian reservations. But apparently they're not, not lawless, but the, the United States doesn't have as much jurisdiction there as they do over normal, you know, uh, I guess, normal private property. But Indian reservations are very unique and very... Um, you know specific as to how they deal with the government like they don't have to pay uh, taxes i don't think um basically it was going to be like a whole like a wild card like i don't know how they were going to get it to go down there but they were going to have this fight at the casino which they've had fights there before but like very long time ago when the ufc was really small they would do fights at these small indian reservation casinos to at least get them going i don't even know if the government was going to sanction it that's the whole thing is like i don't even know if the fights were going to count because all of this was like talked about and kind of rumors and this is what we were hearing what was going to happen but since it never really came to fruition we never had the full list of details as to whether the fight would you know be sanctioned whether there'd be fans whether the, it would be broadcasted you know all that different stuff i mean it was just so up in the air but basically the idea was to do the indian reservation and then for international fighters they're going to have what they called fight island Dana was saying, Dana White was literally saying that they were going to go buy an island and set up the infrastructure to have the fights happen on uh, like international waters so that they could be able to get these fights to go. And apparently, like legality wise, it's totally legit. And honestly, what the big rumors swirling around was, was that they were going to use Jeffrey Epstein's island. His, his old island where he used to fly people, <laughs> you know, obviously a horrible guy, uh, and, you know, he definitely didn't kill himself, but they were going to use Jeffrey Epstein's island to host these fights, which is just, you know, what a movie we live in, the fact that that was actually um, being considered, and apparently is still being considered. Dana did say in his closing statement when he told us that everything was really canceled for good for now, um, he said that Fine Island is real, and they're still working on the infrastructure there. But what happened with Fight Island, a couple different things. One thing was that there are a lot of fighters in Brazil whose visas were getting rejected uh, because, one, Brazil didn't want them to leave, and, two, other countries just don't want other people traveling into their country. So they were having issues with their visas, all the Brazilian fighters. And for those who don't know, the UFC is stacked with Brazilian fighters. There's a ton of Brazilian fighters. Big thing down there, MMA. Um, especially obviously brilliant Brazilian jiu-jitsu but they weren't going to be able to come to the fight so that's a huge loss as well and then kind of the higher ups of the higher ups and I honestly it might have been Bob Iger I think he's still the Disney CEO I don't think he's he's resigned yet I know he's supposed to be replaced but I think he's still there apparently Bob Iger called Dana um, him and the CEO of Di or in uh, the CEO of ESPN and basically said uh, yeah Dana it's, it's time to to close up shop and you know 
I kind of saw that happening. I was really surprised it was even taking place at first. I was like, man, the UFC is really boss to the wall. They don't care. Like, they're gunslingers. This is what they do. But, you know, when you're dealing with Disney and with ESPN and, you know, basically one of the most well-recognized brands in the entire world ever, like in human history, Disney, um, you, you know, you listen to what they say. <laughs> That's the thing is that, you know, at the end of the day, they probably could have had these fights happen, but they have a deal with Disney to, to, to broadcast each fight card. Um, there's a certain number of fight cards they have to broadcast a year. Um, and obviously, they weren't just going to like host the fights and stream it on Instagram Live. They needed to have Disney there to, to get the broadcast, the replays, the production booth, the commentary, all that stuff had to be done through Disney. And when they told Dana, you know, it's time to step down, he basically had no other choice, which is understandable. I mean, honestly, I was pretty surprised that they were doing it at first anyway. My whole point of view was that I would be super psyched to be watching fights this weekend it'd probably be like the number one thing on my calendar like i i, I could not be more excited to watch fights this week. i'd put a bunch of money on them you know I'd, I'd play some bets have some fun but unfortunately um they are not gonna happen um and they're not gonna happen for quite some time i mean at least the next couple of cards have been postponed indefinitely um you know it, it's really up to disney and espn at this point it appears um because they're kind of holding the keys to the kingdom in terms of actually broadcasting the fights because you can have fights but what's the point if you can't have any fans and you, you know you can't even broadcast it so you know it's just like two guys fighting in a gym at that point um but basically once that dissolved um people started to realize okay like it, it's really over for now and we can we can really uh t take a back seat and really focus on what's coming next and what i will say is that what's coming next is going to be great i think ufc 249 is going to remain the same i think the fight card will actually remain the same um they might add a few more fights to it here's the thing is that just like with everyone else i know about as much as you know I, obviously i'm more involved in this than most other people so I, I i listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of news articles on um you know different events with the ufc and and, and what's going on but you know it's really one of those things where now that Fight Island was canceled, the Indian Reservation isn't going to happen. Now we're definitely going to take a pause, a big, big pause here, um, and just wait. And hopefully, what's going to happen is that the fighters can stay at home and train at home, um, and then maybe be able to get a small training camp in before the next uh, fight cards. But like I mentioned on the last podcast, this is only going to make the next couple of fight cards absolutely stacked. They're going to be so fun. They're going to be so exciting. I'm so pumped. Um, once all of this is over, I firmly believe that the UFC will be one of the first sports uh, organizations that gets back up and running. I mean, the NBA is saying that they'll probably be back around June. They want like a 12-week uh, pre-start camp or something where like um, players train individually for like four weeks and then they have uh, team practice for like a couple weeks uh, just to get them ready to get back into the season uh, or maybe directly into playoffs. I feel like UFC will have a pretty similar uh, timeline for a return. I don't really see them um, coming back any earlier than June, to be honest. I mean, it's just like there's only so much you can do. There's only so much Dana can do. And, you know, he has a, a really um, – he's got a really, really close relationship with uh, Donald Trump as well. So I, I feel like he's been in contact with, with Trump as well. And, and I don't know if Trump was giving him the go-ahead on Fight Island or the, the, the Tachi Indian Reservation. Uh, but I think at this point, Trump was probably like, hey, listen, like, literally no other sport is going. I know they had, like, some sort of WWE event, um, but I didn't, I didn't tune in. I don't really know how they did it. I'm sure they did it with no fans. But, you know, UFC is kind of one of those unique sports where it's actually a possibility to host an event um, 
to, to host an event during all this. And the reason for that is that um, it's only two fighters, right? So in the octagon, you got the two fighters, you got the referee. It's only three people. You know, on a NBA court, you got, you know, 5v5, football 11v11, soccer 11v11. Um, so you got a ton of people out there on the field touching, contact, coughing, whatever, all that stuff. Um, but if you just have two guys in an octagon with the referee and all three have tested negative for coronavirus, I mean, it, you know, it's less of a risk for sure. I mean, you still have the corner man, you have the judges, you have the commentators. But if everyone kept their social distance, I feel like there'd only need to be like 30 or 40 people in the arena total. And then obviously arena would be big enough to keep a social distance of six feet. So if you can abide by those guidelines, I don't understand why it wouldn't be possible to do this event. The thing with basketball, football, baseball, that stuff is there's just way too many people on each team and way too much happening right so those sports i don't think um are going to come back before the ufc i think the ufc will be either the first or one of the first sports to come back and that's kind of their whole mantra is that you know they're gunslingers this is cage fighting that's what they do is they take risks so hopefully they'll be able to do that um coming up here pretty soon um but anyway that's pretty much all the updates for today um i'm gonna come back in a couple days with another episode and We'll see if there's any news to really talk about, but uh, I mean, this was a big one. You know, they they almost literally had UFC fights on Jeffrey Epstein's old island, which is crazy. But now that it's all kind of dissolved, we're waiting for the next um, announcement of whether or not you know, just some sort of timeline as to when the UFC will return. But you know, for now, we'll hope that everyone stays safe, the fighters stay safe, and that they'll be ready to come back, and we'll hopefully get some sports entertainment on the TV. Because man, Lord knows, I could use some of that. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. And uh, until then, um, be safe, stay inside, and we'll see you next time.